Thank you for downloading this edition of Wartime. Remember, as always, Wartime is fully supported by contributions from listeners like you. For more information, please visit wartimepodcast.com. I hope you enjoy the program. All across the country, statues of Confederate generals and leaders are coming down. On this special emergency edition of Wartime, we dig into the who, what, where, when, and why, and I give my opinion on the matter. You might be surprised. I'm Brady Kreitzer, and this is an emergency edition of Wartime. Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to a very special emergency edition of Wartime. I'm your host, Brady Kreitzer. I've never really done an emergency session of Wartime before. I never thought that I would have to. Uh, But we're approaching uh, what I think is sort of a crisis point here in the United States uh, where history and culture and, quite frankly, politics all seem to be intersecting. Right now, uh, we are in the midst of uh, a movement, I guess you could say, throughout the North and the South and the East and the West, of taking down monuments to the Confederacy, specifically monuments of Confederate leadership uh, and prominent Confederate officials. And I thought, you know, since we speak frankly on this series, This is something that we are obligated to address here on Wartime. I've always talked to you very honestly about different historical events that I think have been misconstrued or misunderstood over the years. I want you to think like a historian, which isn't always easy, especially on an issue like this. And this is an instance where hopefully, you know, cooler heads can prevail and we can stay true to the values as history lovers uh, that are that are most appropriate, plus also our values as Americans. Uh, so what I want to do in this episode is just give you a basic rundown uh, of the history of these Confederate monuments, what I think they mean now, and how I feel about the controversy going on throughout the country, uh, including in my home city of Pittsburgh. This is not just a North and South thing. Uh, This is happening across the country. So again, this is not necessarily to badger or or opine one side or the other. You'll hear enough of that on the news. Uh, But it's really just sort of how I think about the event, what's going on today, and if you feel that you agree with me, how you maybe will think about it too. So a couple things. Um, getting into history. Right now, there are currently about 700 statues of Confederate leaders and generals throughout this country. 700. They are located in 31 states. Now, if you remember your history, 
Uh, the Confederacy had 11 states. Um, and 31 is much more. These include northern states. This includes New York City. This includes my home state of Pennsylvania. Uh, this includes California as well. Not just former Confederate states. 31 states, 700 uh, of these monuments. And I think it's important that we sort of dive into what that means. Um, Pennsylvania was a Union state. California was a Union state. Uh, it doesn't make a lot of sense for Confederate monuments to be in the streets of those cities. But they're there. And there's a few reasons for it, some which are pretty easy to talk about, and some, quite frankly, which are not. So, uh, like I always say, you know, we're not doing ourselves any favors by uh, ignoring details that make us uncomfortable. So we'll sort of talk about what that means. Most of the statues, especially, but not exclusively, uh, in the former states of the Confederacy, that you see, uh, were put up between about 1890 and 1960 at various times. And you can find out when those statues were put up if you do live in a town with a with a Confederate statue. Um, and the timing may seem unusual. And there's a few reasons. A lot of these statues are not what I would describe as educational statues. They are not monuments to regiments. They do not detail regimental histories. A lot of them are just... Quite honestly, statues of Robert E. Lee. I mean, he's everywhere. Um, it might have his name on it. It might have his birth year and death. But a lot of them are not of educational value. And that's because it really wasn't intended to be. Um, the 1890s to 1960s era, and this is no coincidence, uh, lines up precisely with uh, the Jim Crow era in the South. And a lot of these monuments, as much as we don't like to talk about it, were put up not as memorials to the dead and not, again, as teaching tools, but a lot of them were put up in public parks and squares and even schools as protests. Protests. Protests to what? Uh, well, federal efforts, efforts by the federal government to desegregate the South. Uh, they were statements that coincided with major moments in our country's history uh, of massive progressive reform. After World War I, when you see women get the right to vote, uh, you see child labor laws enacted. You, uh, in the 1920s, have this major spike uh, in card-carrying membership of the Ku Klux Klan sort of a reaction to uh, those changes. Five million people were in the Klan in the 1920s. Uh, by the way, the most uh, heavily attended uh, Klan rallies and the highest Klan memberships were not in the South at all. They were in my home state of Pennsylvania. In fact, uh, some of them in the county in which I grew up. So uh, this isn't a North-South thing just yet. But statues went up in the 1920s. Uh, as statements of protest. Uh, they were ways of claiming public parks and squares and schools uh, as belonging to exclusively uh, 
white Protestants. If you were black, those statues were put up to remind you that this public space is not yours and will never be yours. If you were Catholic, you were also jumped into that group. Uh, if you were a Jew, you would be part of that group. Uh, the Confederate generals, Lee, Stuart, uh, Jackson, uh, these are all English names. Uh, and being, again, white Anglo-Saxon Protestant uh, was incredibly important to the South and to the Confederate movement. So those statues that you see are literally uh, protests put up not to memorialize and not to educate, but to send a message. And they're symbols. They are symbols that uh, went up immediately after the war in some cases, but no one's complaining about those ones. Most of the memorials in the 10 years after the war uh, were just that, memorials. They listed regimental histories, here's the dead, here's where they died, and so on. Um, these statues are something different. And whether you are from the North or the South, or you feel statues should stay up or statues should come down, that is the history of it. You know, people say taking down statues is eliminating history. That's what the uh, a lot of people on the right have been saying, some on the left, but mostly on the right. Uh, that's true, but that is also history. The history of the history is important. So it's not like these statues fell from the sky. Uh, in fact, something that I think a lot of people aren't clear about uh, is how some of the Confederate generals themselves felt, felt about uh, the statues. If we look back, let's go back to 1866. Uh, so you're talking just one year after the Civil War is over. That's the first time that not a memorial, but a statue is proposed in the South. It's supposed to be of Stonewall Jackson. Robert E. Lee weighs in on the matter. And that's what I like about history. Uh, Whenever we argue, what would this person want to do? What would that person want to do? Um, we can just ask them because we have their recorded thoughts. And here's what Robert E. Lee himself had to say about statues of Confederate generals. He said, quote, uh, and I try to do an impression, by the way, but every time I do it, I only end up doing Robert Duvall uh, from Gods and Generals. And I don't think that's what Lee sounded like. So I'll just read it in my own, you know, Yankee uh, tone. Uh, as regards the erection of such monuments as it is contemplated, my conviction is that, however grateful it would be to the feelings of the South, the attempt in the present condition of the country would have the effect of retarding instead of accelerating its accomplishment and of continuing, if not adding to the difficulties under which the Southern people labor. When Lee died... People brought Confederate flags to his funeral. His daughter demanded they be taken down because, in her words, it was, quote, treason. Because Lee took an oath of allegiance to the United States after the war. So, that's his view. Uh, and it's pretty harsh. But again, most of these statues weren't going up in Lee's lifetime or in the immediate aftermath of the war. They were going up, again, between 1890 and 1960. Um... That's the history, as I said, of the, uh, of the monuments themselves. There were later attempts 
uh, at memorializing the South, which would extend into later years. And believe it or not, most of them, most of them, all stem from one group. It was an activist group known as the United Daughters of the Confederacy. And the United Daughters of the Confederacy would begin in the 1890s, but continuously work and hold influence during this time. Uh, during this time, Route 30 was being completed, the Lincoln Highway. Uh, it crossed the country. And the United Daughters of the Confederacy believed that if you're going to have a Lincoln Highway, you also need a Jefferson Davis Highway. Uh, so there is a Jefferson Davis you know, highway that goes across the country to mirror the Lincoln Highway. They're both defunct. I actually live on the Lincoln Highway myself. You would never know it. Um, but it's still there, Route 30. And the Jefferson Davis Parkway goes throughout the country, and there's a lot of Confederate monuments and memorials there, too. The Mount Rushmore of the Confederacy in Georgia uh, is, is part of their doing. So let's get down to the uh, nitty-gritty of this. Uh, my thoughts on this. This is how I think of it, and it's how you should think about it. And again, you might be surprised by what I'm going to say. Um, if you were to ask me if a statue should come down, or if a statue should go up, uh, I would say, I don't really care. I'm ambivalent about the whole thing, honestly. If I was to walk by a town tearing down a statue of Robert E. Lee, I wouldn't really think twice about it. If I walked by a statue of Robert E. Lee and, you know, it's a work of art, it is, um, I would say that's nice, something important must have happened here, and I wouldn't think twice about it. Battlefields are my jam. I'm on battlefields all the time. I see statues all over. I've done entire tours of battlefields just talking about the history of statues, because that's important, the history of the history. I do not care what statue your town has. As far as I'm concerned, my city, Pittsburgh, has an enormous statue of Fred Rogers. Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, it was filmed here. I think it's the greatest statue going, man. I think it's the best thing in the city. And it's not going anywhere. Uh, so if you don't have a statue of Fred Rogers, I don't care what you do with your statue. That's my view of things. Uh, it doesn't matter. I think making statues for people is strange anyway. Um, you know, I don't know what you have to do to do that, but usually it doesn't have a lot to do with uh, your input. So it's nice to have fans, but come on. Uh, so I don't care about statues. I really don't. It doesn't matter to me at all. That's not how I think about it. For me as a historian, this is how I would like, uh, if you're so inclined, you to think about, challenge yourself. Uh, not to get emotional, but remove yourself. And think about it this way. Most people will call them civilians, if they're not history people like us. Most people think of History is something that's concrete behind us, uh, like looming in the background, like it's gone. You visit it on the weekends, you go to your work, you come home, if you are even slightly interested in history. Maybe you read a book, maybe you watch a TV show, maybe you visit a pawn shop. Right? So that's like how, how, how you see history. But for me, I don't see it that way. I don't see the Civil War as behind us. I mean, because we're still arguing about it. It's obviously, to me as a historian, still a major point of contention in this country. It was the most critical moment in American history, I do believe. And that's not going to go away in 150 years. It's just not. I view this like a timeline. 1861, 1865... Here we are in 2017, and the line will continue through us. 
So for me as a historian, what this means is not do we take down statues, do we not? What I see is, and my only real opinion on this is, it shows that 150 years later, this war still absolutely matters. That's what it shows. I don't care if statues go up or go down, because I know I'm watching history itself play out. And this debate tells me that as a country, we haven't moved beyond the basic causes and repercussions of this war. It's going to reverberate for many years to come, as it already has. So don't get mad at me for this episode. Again, I think it's an emergency episode, because I'm hearing way too many people get way too invested in this, uh, unable to remove themselves one way or another. Um, this is just history playing out. I mean, this is like an epilogue to the Civil War. It clearly shows that 150 years later, the war is still important. Uh, enough that people who don't ever think about history are getting involved. Now, if you look at my time period where I work, just to give you an example of what I mean, um, I know people are over the French and Indian War, the Seven Years' War. I know that. I know people are over the Revolution. I went to Saratoga Battlefield this past summer, and on that battlefield is one of the most famous monuments uh, in all of the, the era, as far as studying it and visiting battlefields. Uh, it's a monument to Benedict Arnold. This is before he, he flipped. When he was the hero of Saratoga, and it's a monument of his broken leg, which he continued to fight with throughout the battle, and it lists all of his achievements on the back, but it does not list his name. It's just an unnamed general. We all know it's Arnold. But Arnold was so uh, despised, even when that statue went up uh, in the early 20th century, that they wouldn't put his name on it. And if I was to start a petition to put Benedict Arnold's name on that monument, precisely zero people would give uh, zero thought about it. Nobody would care. Nobody would care. The fact of the matter is, if you ask 10 Americans who Benedict Arnold is, I bet nine would have no idea. Nine would think it's someone dating one of the Kardashians. They would have no idea. Maybe they think it's the guy from Star Trek. Um, Doctor Strange, Cumberbatch, Benedict Arnold, they just wouldn't know. Because nobody cares, they're over it. Okay, I wish people cared this much about my time period. I'd have way more money. Nobody buys my books, right? It's a small group. Um, so, man, Civil War books, you're rolling in cash, if you're writing those books. Because it still matters. It still matters. No one cares about the French and Indian War, or the Seven Years' War. But this does. So I think that's important. The other thing you have to think about is, and I know this is the case bar none, I know it is for a fact, the people who are the most heated and most angry about this are not history people, because we know we're on the sidelines here. We're watching this play out. It's all part of the story. The people who are the most angry probably know the least about the war itself. So <clears throat> that's my personal feelings. If you came here looking to uh, hate me or love me or see me take a side, I'm not going to do it, because I, I really... I, as much as you know, you think a historian would care, I do not care. Because I know, again, I'm watching this play out. It's not my job to pick a side, it's my job to see how this ends. That's it. That's all I care about. Uh, but I want you to think that way too, because, man, it'll save you a lot of arguments on Facebook and Twitter. Believe me. Uh, not a good time for social media. Just stay away. You know, I don't have cable news, by the way. Uh, I don't have cable at all, even though I have a cable, cable show. Um, 
<laughs> and I was on vacation this week when all this went down. And we had like a very limited cable system at this place I was at. So the only channels we got were MSNBC, Fox News, and CNN. And I was like, it was like, it was like being tormented. You couldn't turn on the TV without seeing this argument playing out. Like, I'm on vacation. You know, I don't have cable. I miss all this. Um, and now I realize, thank goodness I don't have cable. Uh, it'll, it'll drive you crazy. Um, so that's sort of where it's at for me. Uh, now, <clears throat> the only personal thing I'll say about this uh, is this. Uh, I would like to see the issue of the monument settled the American way. Uh, and I don't mean through a brutal and bloody war, even though it seems like it, that could be the American way sometimes. I'm talking, these are problems for cities. These are community debates. And every community is different. So why not have a debate? You all have a city council or a mayor or an elected official and put it up to a vote. I mean, that's the idea. Because these statues are symbols. And symbols mean something. Now, the people that put them up clearly had a very bad intention. This is an area for white people, black people, Catholics, Jews, stay away. Uh, but those people are dead. Goodbye. They're dead. Um, and their kids are probably dead. And now it's just us. And now two generations removed, we walk by the statue. We don't think anything of it. Some of us. For some other people, we can't help but look at it. Uh, and be very angry about it. Um, so I can't speak in generalities. I mean, that's why we're having this debate. But the symbol, the meaning of the statues is gone. Like the original meaning was sort of a protest, maybe an intimidation, if you would. But that meaning is lost on most Americans today. They just go about their business. There's a statue of some, some guy. They don't know who it is. Um, so here's what I think you should do. Have a debate about it in your in your democratic forum. Right, We live in a republic. We have a democratic forum. Talk about it. And if you have the votes to take the statue down, then take it down. And if you have the votes to leave the, the statue up, leave it up. Like I said, I got no skin in this game. Um, but that's the way it should be done. And if the statue does come down, uh, I really hope, because I've seen hundreds of these statues, I really hope they can find a way to move the statues to a relevant place like a battlefield or like a museum because they are not just memorials or venerations of the dead, but they're works of art. Someone made that statue regardless of how you feel about it. And it's, you know, it's, it's, it's period art from the, from the early 20th century to the middle 20th century, the late 19th century. So don't just like melt them down, um, but put them somewhere where they can still be, looked at, and if possible, um, and this is just me as a teacher, give them some educational value. Talk about Robert E. Lee. Talk about what he did, the good and the bad. Talk about why the statue came down. This is how one side views it. This is why the other side disagreed. It's why the statue's still here. In the Revolution, we took down statues of King George and melt them down into uh, musket balls. I don't think we need musket balls that bad. Um, but make it a learning experience. Because even though this feels like it's later, it's 150 years later, it's really not. I mean, we are still very much in the current of this history. Um, so 
Whichever way you feel about it, strongly or otherwise, try to distance yourself from the heated exchanges uh, for your own sanity. And try to look at it as a historian. If it stays up, great. If it comes down, wonderful. Uh, as historians, we just have to realize why the debate is so hot. Because the war still matters. That's my takeaway. That's all I care about. I literally have no side on this. Pittsburgh, we have a Mr. Rogers statue. I think it's great. And no, he was not a Marine sniper. But that's it. So this is an emergency episode I never thought in, in all of my life. There'd be a history emergency, but for the sake of our communities, for the sake of our country, we need to come together and stop pulling ourselves apart. I know that's impossible, but if we're going to fight, let's fight over something really meaningful uh, rather than symbols in your city. It's your it's your city. It's your town. It's your community. So put it to a vote. Um, but if you can, if it does come down, don't destroy it because then you really are eliminating history. Um, move it. Move it somewhere interpretive. Uh, and also, by the way, let me also say this. Uh, as a historian and an author, whenever people say that we're erasing our history by removing a monument. Remember, there's other ways to get your history. Buy a book. Um, but there's a lot of good resources. YouTube videos, podcasts, books, uh, battlefields, man. Go to a battlefield. There's nothing like it. But it's not like the Civil War will be forgotten. Um, but just put yourself in a position to be objective as much as possible. Uh, and kind of watch these things play out. Because this is major history we're living through right now. And this debate is just one part of it. Alright, thank you for tuning in. I hope this helped. And I hope I don't have to do it again. I'm Brady Kreitzer. God help us. Where's the Tylenol?